Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the pastor speaks this video has gone viral it's pastor artur pavlovsky in calgary alberta canada now obviously it's much better when you see the five cops trying to come up the stairs to his church over the weekend but he chases him out the door. Listen. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Okay. Get out of this property. Immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property. Immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. Immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out! Out of this property! Immediately out! Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out! Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. Well, when we come back, Pastor Artur Pavlovsky is going to be here to tell his story. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Pounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Dixie and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. 
D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I'd seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with plug-in pest free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair dinkum. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's go pestfree.com promo code P-E-N go pestfree.com promo code PEN don't spray and regret plug in and forget 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine good nasal hygiene we all know there's bad stuff in the air allergens bacteria viruses and that some of it's very dangerous so what can you do to protect yourself well you can clean your nose with navage Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we played you the audio from the video that has gone viral. You've probably seen it by now. If you haven't, you will somewhere. Cops in Calgary... Alberta, Canada, thought they were going to break up Pastor Artur Pavlovsky's service. He called them Nazis and communists and kicked them out. And Artur joins us now. Artur, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. So when did this happen, Pastor? That happened last Shabbat uh, Passover celebration, so last Saturday. Saturday. Uh, and that's the, that's the biggest day of the year for your church? Yes, yes, it's one of the holiest holidays. Our church prepares for that for months. It's a Passover, Easter, where we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and what law did these uh, people, these police, uh, the, the cops? What law did they think that you might be breaking, or what? What were they? In, what did they say they wanted to investigate? Well, that's the thing. Um, I have been dealing with them for months from the beginning of last year, uh, the craziness of the COVID thing. And I was the first clergyman in Canada to receive a COVID ticket for feeding the homeless people on the streets of Calgary. And I guess what uh, they want, they want the total control over how we can worship, with whom we can worship. Um, I had them on my property number of times and i've told them multiple times do not you dare coming inside the church to intimidate uh, our parishioners children women and elderly so they stayed outside they sometimes would block the entry to the church with their vehicles i had one time i spent almost an hour to deal with that uh, so finally they would remove their vehicles and people would uh, be able to drive into the parking lot this was, however, the first time where they dared to enter the building 
uninvited just walked in like it was their home that's why i was taken by surprise and you can you can tell i was uh, i was pretty shaken yeah you were upset uh and they knew it and um you told them to come back with a warrant uh did they ever come back with a warrant no, actually, it's the other way around right now. I have been contacted by a number of lawyers telling me that what those officers did was a criminal um, a criminal thing. Um, in Canada, we have, uh, I believe, a section 176 that protects clergymen and worship. The, the authorities are not allowed to interfere, intimidate, or harass church services or clergy while they're conducting church services. And that's an offense punishable with five years. So I have not been contacted by the police, no phone calls uh, from them, no um, statements, no apologies. Uh, So I'm contemplating what is my next step? How should I react? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'll wait a few more days and see how the story unfolds. Well, if you, I mean, on the video, you can see that uh, they are on a stairway, I, I assume coming up, trying to come up into the church, and you are above them and, and uh, telling them to leave, and the, the female uh, officer seems to be trying to, uh, to um, convince you that they need to come into the church. If you had not been there at the top of the stairs, what would they have done? Where would they have gone, and then what would they have done d- d- during the service? Well, I can only tell you what I've heard from other uh, clergymen, from my colleagues, that didn't stand up and didn't fend them off. Um, They would come and intimidate the parishioners, shut down the church services, take pictures, and make sure that everyone is wearing masks, everyone is social distancing. Um, I I think that's what they were um, hoping to get, to gather evidence against the parishioners, um, because I've told them many times, and I had meetings with authorities, if you got anything against me, come, and if you have tickets against me, come, bring the tickets, I'll take them, and I'll fight you in court. Do not intimidate elderly children and women in the holy sanctuary, because this is our safe heaven. You know, historically speaking, when you came to the church, you were commanded to leave your swords outside. But here I was shaken. I see an officer with a gun, taser, and handcuffs in a holy place. Come on, this was unacceptable. This, this cannot happen and this cannot continue. What I've heard from my colleagues is that they would come in, take pictures, and then intimidate parishioners. So I think that's what they were hoping to do. So... Um I've said here on the show, and we're talking to Pastor Arturo Pavlovsky, the video of him kicking the Calgary police out of his church on Saturday has gone worldwide, and he's become a hero, I think, and rightly so. Um, I've been saying here uh, quite often that I'm kind of disappointed here in Pittsburgh uh, and all around, but but uh, you know, speaking about locally, uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that the clergy has not done what you did, and not not uh, more of them have not done it. It's um, they 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 shut down the churches, they they shut shut down the synagogues, and uh, I would have thought that there would have been some who would have said, "Listen, you want to you want to come and arrest me while I'm while I'm uh, saying mass? Come on in, or while I'm uh, preaching my sermon, come on in and arrest me." But I'm not. You're not going to tell me not to do it. It, it. it is it? Why are there not more people doing what you did, Pastor? You know, I'm disappointed uh, just like you, and I know many people are disappointed. Historically speaking, church has never shut down its doors through the Black Plague, through the Crusades, through the, you know, uh, invasions of uh, of Islam, through uh, Middle Ages, uh, through Roman, you know, um, all those, you know, Russians. Even I grew up under dictatorship, uh, you know, under the boot of the Soviets behind the Iron Curtain. You know, even the Soviets didn't dare to shut down the churches. Yes, they did terrible things. They arrested pastors. Sometimes they murdered priests, uh, but they've never dared to shut down the churches. And yet we are here today, 21st century, and we have, we have allowed them to do that. And it's beyond me. Who are we serving? You know, my message to those clergymen would be, 
Who are you serving, the pharaohs or God? Who are you working for? Are you working for the state or are you working for your people and your God? Where is your boldness? Where is your courage? Why are you such a coward? I mean, we all say that, you know, our God is the God, and yet when you look at those churches shutting down one after another, it's a shocker to me because it shows that they have absolutely no faith whatsoever. They're terrified to lose their charitable status. They're terrified to be in the media. They're terrified that people will not like them. This is not a popularity contest. This is us standing and doing what God commands us to do. And in the Bible, it's very clear. Do not forsake the gatherings of the saints. God is very clear. When you look at the book of Acts, when the Romans uh, were, you know, oppressing the Israelites and the government was after the churchgoers, the Christians, they were murdered. And yet they kept doing church. They kept meeting. They kept preaching. In the book of Acts chapter 4, they were told not to do it. And the answer is unbelievable. They say, we, you know, be, you be the judge whom we are to obey. You are God. And then in chapter 5, when they were beaten, tortured, we're not, e- we're not even that far yet. They're threatening us with a ticket, and we already call like rats to the hole. I mean, this is insane. I got already 28 tickets, and I'm still standing. I was arrested a dozen times, and I'm still standing. I remortgaged my house seven times, and I'm still standing. I faced over 100 court cases, and I'm still standing. But those pastors are afraid to get a ticket while in the book of Acts, people were murdered and tortured. And here is their reply. We must obey God rather, rather than men. And they did it. And they did it. They never shut down their gatherings. So I'm very disappointed with the clergymen. I don't understand who they are serving, why they are such a coward. In the Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it says that cowardly, fearful, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So they're risking their salvation. Um, have you spoken to, to uh, clergymen in your area about it and asked them why they haven't, more haven't stood up? Because I, I haven't been able to really ask anybody here. Um, I, I mean, I think I know the answer. It's just that they, they believe that the health risks are, are, are uh, significant enough that they're protecting their, their flock from, uh, from death, from COVID-19, which I think is overdone, but... But still, what, what reason do they give you when you ask them about it, if you have? Well, uh, most of them are saying, well, we are to obey the government. And the government said, shut down your church. So they're willing to obey the government according to the Romans 13, which they completely do not understand. You are to obey government when the government is obeying God. You know, I'll give you an example. When the Nazis, that's why I call them Nazis, because they act like one, um, you know, the Adolf Hitler declared that Jewish people are not human, so you could kill them, murder them, and you're commanded to give them to the concentration camps. And if I was living during that time, I would be probably the one that was hiding, that would be hiding them in the basement. If the authorities would come to me and say, hey, do you know any Jews? Do you know where they are? I would lie to them and say, no, I don't know where they are. I would disobey that order because that's an evil, wicked order. People do not realize that we have to save lives. And how you save lives? You save lives by obeying God. God says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why I'm not terrified of the flu or any other diseases. And those pastors will tell me, well, we have to obey the government. So that's one mistake they're making. And, and another one, they want to be so loving that they say, well, uh, we want to protect the people uh, from the COVID. Therefore, it's better to shut the whole thing down until everything is over. However, now, a year later, we know that the statistics are saying that more people committed suicide than the people that died from so-called pandemic. In the city of Calgary that I live, the statistics are saying that less people died in 2020 than in 2019, you know, as a whole. We know that less people were uh, taken to the hospitals in Calgary in 2020 than in 2019. So the numbers do not add up. The data is just not adding up. We know that this is a takeover. This is a control thing. It has nothing to do with health. And by now, you got so much information from such an amazing 
experts, doctors, people that actually know what they're talking about, that there is no excuse for the clergyman uh, to say, oh, I'm doing this for the health issues because now we know that this is not about health. We know that they are implementing something far deadly than, uh, than just uh, masks and um, lockdowns and restrictions. We know that what they're doing is, um, is a total takeover, you know, controlling the world. And they're saying to me and you, to clergymen, we will tell you how you can worship your God and we will tell you when and with whom and with how many people you can worship your God. I mean, that's insane. It has never been done on this scale ever. And I'm very disappointed with the clergymen. Why, why they're not standing up? Because if they would, in 1981, growing up in Poland, I witnessed the solidarity movement. I witnessed when millions of Poles took it to the streets and the government collapsed. Because when mm-hmm. the people are taking back what's rightfully there, their rights, their country back, the government had nothing on the people and everything collapsed. If we would unite as clergymen and open our synagogues, open our churches, open our um, you know, um, cathedrals, this fight would be over. Yeah, um, strength in numbers. That, that's what I thought. If 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 all the uh, the clergy would say, "Listen, you can do what you want," but uh, this Sunday there will be there will be services uh, this Saturday and Sunday. There will be services in our buildings, and uh, come and arrest us if you'd like. But you're going to have to have a lot of um, uh, buses to take us away because we're all going to be there. They never tried it, and not just here in Western PA, but nowhere. It's not. It hasn't been done anywhere. They've just they've they've no. just gone along with it. Yes, yes. You know, I I don't understand. I'm 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 still shocked, even though it's 13 months right now. I'm looking at my colleagues, and you know, um, I I have very little to tell them right now because they're proving they're not believers. They're not real deal. They're not uh, real shepherds. They're just hired guns. It's a career to them. It's just a money thing for them. And a true shepherd, a true leader leads where do they lead us right now zoom chats i mean it's so pathetic (laughs) leader leads people out of the land of slavery so this message when those officers showed up i had this strong message in my heart get out it's like moses saying to pharaoh let my people go so they can worship me that's Mm -hmm. what i had in my heart and i I just couldn't do it another way. And if they would come back again, I'll do it again and again and again. And if they, if they were ever there to come back, I'll do it again. Because they have no right to interfere with our business. We're not interfering with their business. You know, there yeah, must have, be a separation. Uh, Pastor, I have like a minute and a half left, and I'm up against a hard break. And I just want to ask you, you've re- received a lot of attention from this. Uh, I understand you're going on Fox News in a little while tonight. How do you plan to take advantage of the platform you're being given? Uh, How how are you planning on continuing? I just want to give a message to people. Rise up, stand up, let's unite. This is our moment to say to those evil people, back off, get out. Get out of our lives, get out of our hospitals, get out of our media, get out of our churches. So that's my message. Rise up, stand up, and let my people go so they can worship me. That means God, of course. Um, That's my message. Be brave. Be courageous. Stand up for your country. This is your country. And do this. If you don't want to do it for you, do it for your children and and your grandchildren. Fight for them. Well, we need a few million people uh, like you, Pastor, and... uh you're you're my hero for what you did. I think it's tremendous, and I know a lot of people are thrilled with what you're doing. I just wish more people, especially people in the clergy, would follow your example. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. God bless. Okay, that's uh, that's Pastor Artur Pavlovsky, and uh, what a guy. You think we need a few more uh, guys like him, not just in the clergy, but everywhere. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A Navy medic shot two people at a Maryland business park before 
fleeing to the Fort Detrick military base where he was shot and killed. Frederick Police Chief Jason Lando said at a news conference that the male suspect entered a business at the Riverside Tech Park on Tuesday, causing people inside to flee, but it was unclear if the shooting took place inside or outside. Lando says the suspect opened fire at a business, then drove to nearby Fort Detrick and was killed there. We have two different scenes. All I can tell you is that we have confirmed there is only one shooter. Uh, the public is no longer at risk. Um, everyone is safe. Lando says the two victims were flown to a nearby hospital. Bernie Bennett reporting. President Biden will announce that he's shaving about two weeks off his May 1st deadline for states to make all adults eligible for coronavirus vaccines. That new deadline, April 19th. The Dow is down 65 points, but the Nasdaq is up 30 points. This is SRN News. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack, animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Back in the day, Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, you'll find it there, too. These days, we're about more than steel, but we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM1250. The answer. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. A very busy Tuesday out there. Inbound 28. It's backed up from 40th Street Bridge to the Parkway North. Parkway North, okay, but now let's head over to the Parkway East where our outbound trip taking about an extra 15 minutes from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, crowded County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, that's busy inbound Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On outbound at 51, delays Nobles Lane down to Library Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy and mild tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 55 for tomorrow. It'll be warm with temperatures approaching the record of 83 set back in 1929. We'll see more clouds than sun and a high of 79. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild, low 54. Thursday, mostly cloudy, warm. Temperatures approaching the record of 82 set back in 1875. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon at a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Hey, it looks like the, uh, the next chapter in COVID-19 hysteria is going to be vaccine passports, either officially or unofficially. Uh, what we can do in the next several months may be determined by whether or not we've been vaccinated. Libby Emmons is a senior editor for the Post Millennial. She lives in New York City, and she joins us now. Always good to have you on, Libby. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So, uh, is the vaccine passport already a reality up there where you live? Well, supposedly so. It's been rolled out uh, by the governor, the Excelsior Pass, which supposedly will allow businesses to track who's been vaccinated and then let people into various cultural attractions accordingly. I have not yet seen it. Um, I've seen some reviews. I don't have the vaccine yet. I have not yet been able to access it. Um, but I have seen some reviews of this culture pass from people who say that it's very poorly done, uh, you know, that that it doesn't actually track vaccines for anybody other than people in New York State. So if you get the vaccine somewhere else, you won't actually be counted. You won't be allowed to go see Yankees games or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I guess it's a reality. Uh, but it, hasn't, it certainly hasn't hit my phone, and nor will it ever hit my phone. <laughs> so so it's, it's, pretty, it's called the Excelsior Pass? Yes, that's uh, Governor Cuomo's brilliant name for it. Yeah, yeah, this is an app that you can um, download and uh, it will tell people who want to know that you've received the um, vaccine. You're also able to use just your vaccination card, apparently, to say that you have been vaccinated and you can get let in that way. I just, to, I just different saw different things that have not yet opened yet. I mean, things have yeah. not really opened, so it's still preliminary. Yeah. So I, I just saw the president. Uh, I just sat during the break. I walked by the TV here, and I, I saw him on the uh, air with a mask on, telling people that I, I just caught a little bit of it, but something to the effect that we still have to wear masks. And I think I'm not sure about this. I just kind of caught the uh, glimpse of it, but I'd have to check. But I'm, I think he's still saying that if we if we behave ourselves, we should be able to have um, uh, barbecues on uh, Independence right. Day. He's still saying right, so that. He he's that. been vaccinated. He's still, he's still been vaccinated. I find it so shocking to see all of them up there um, giving news reports or whatever, just having meetings themselves and they're all wearing masks knowing that they've all been fully vaccinated. And the thing is that they have this whole messaging about everybody go get the vaccine, but the messaging is not even go get the vaccine and you can have your life back and life can go back to normal. They're not even saying that. So they're surprised that people are hesitant to get the vaccine. Um, I was in Florida recently. I took my son on vacation to uh, the land of freedom and Mickey Mouse. And it was interesting because the people that I talked to there, uh, many of them, people I talked to, didn't want to get the vaccine because they didn't think that it was going to give them their normal lives back. Um, and we hear so much about this messaging and how important it is to get the vaccine, but what's the flip side of it? I don't have a problem with the vaccine. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to get the vaccine when uh, I manage to get an appointment. I'm not going crazy trying to get the appointment um, because I don't really want to sit online all day and keep pressing refresh, but uh, you know, it's out there. But I do think that this, this idea of the vaccine passport is a problem. I think it's a problem that our medical history should be tracked by the government um, or by businesses either way. I think that that's a problem. I don't think that what's in our blood should determine where we're able to move about freely or if we're allowed to move about freely. It seems like it's a very quick pathway from you've got the vaccine and now you're allowed to go to Broadway shows. 
um, to, you know, you have some other sort of illness or a genetic predetermined for some kind of illness, so you're not allowed to do certain things. Like, you know, if Bloomberg has his way, would would you be able to buy a Coke if you have some sort of genetic predetermined toward obesity or diabetes? Or would that be, um, you know, would that be something we're still allowed to do if our blood tells the government otherwise that, that there may be a risk for that? So I think that's a big problem. The uh, press secretary was asked questions today about the vaccine passport concept, which, of course, um, they had touted themselves as this potential credential, you know. Uh, they said that there would not be a federal vaccine database, um, but that businesses are still free to do this sort of thing. It seems like a very thin line to me. Yeah, is Andy Cuomo uh, putting on the big push for this? Is, is he selling this as a really good idea for everybody to get the app, get yeah, the Excelsior Pass? It seems to so. We don't see him too much these days. He's <laughs> dealing with quite a bit, quite a bit of problems <laughs> of his own. Um, but yeah, it's on the um, New York State website as something that all New Yorkers should uh, take part in for sure. Yeah, you. you uh, we're talking to uh, Libby Emmons. She's a senior editor at the Post Millennial. Uh, in your piece, you, you point out that the website says it will quote allow in quotes, the bearer to attend sporting events, arts performances, and more. Uh, the implication seems to be that if you don't have a pass, you won't be allowed. I mean, and, and, they, and the way it's written, it's like you're supposed to be excited about this, as though it's like, a, like some kind of a, a, a free pass to go see a movie anytime you want, you know? That's, but, but the, right, this is, right. So that's not just something that we should be able to do anyway. I think that you know, we've given up a lot this past year under the guise of return to normal, right? We started with the two weeks to flatten the curve. That yeah. turned out to be a total fallacy. Um, then there was something about, uh, what was it? There was something about fall. Then there was something about Christmas. And then now it's next Christmas. Easter, and maybe Easter, it's the 4th of July. Easter. Easter was yeah. in there. Right. Yeah. Um and all of this has been people just wanting to get their lives back, people wanting to go back to school, people wanting to go back to work. A lot of people have lost work. And it seems instead that the government and even major corporations are instead using this as an opportunity to drastically change our lives and drastically alter the concept of freedom itself to say that, Freedom is something you earn with negative test results and vaccinations uh, by abiding the government's medical directive, not something that is simply our God-given right that's elucidated in the Constitution, describing, you know, what it is that the government cannot take from us. Uh, You've also heard the president saying over and over that the primary job of government is to keep Americans safe. And I don't think that's the primary job of government at all. I think the primary job of government is to protect and defend our rights, not to keep us safe from every potential harm. Uh, yeah, the primary objective of government is, is to protect us from government. Right, right. That's why <laughs> we created alone. the government. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <To> leave <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really surprising how much we're we're willing to give away and we see it happening in other countries as well. I'll talk to people in Australia and what you hear there is, Oh, we locked down and now we have our freedoms back. If only you guys would comply with what the government wants, uh, maybe you guys could get your freedoms back too. And when you look at that and you look at the police abuses that were going on in Australia for months and months that were just accepted or there was at one point, I think, a pregnant woman who had mentioned that she'd like to organize a protest against lockdown orders. She mentioned it on Facebook. She started organizing the thing. And she was arrested for that. That's, that's certainly not the kind of thing that Americans should put up with even for a split second, regardless of what the government tells us is necessary. I, 
seems completely anathema to what it means to be an American to have the government track your um, data or to allow corporations to do that to enable you to live a decent life. Um, it's, it's, it's horrifying to me, and it seems pretty clear that if this stuff rolls out, we're going to do it just because we don't want to be left out of society. Well, it only works, or at least it, 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 has, it has a much better chance of working if you can convince the people that if they don't listen to the government, they're going to die. Uh, and we're dealing with right. a disease uh, for, uh, from which 99% of the people survive. Um, and somehow right. th- that hasn't sunk into people. There are still people out there. I see them walking around outside and, uh, by themselves with no human within 150 yards of them, and they're wearing masks. They still think that if they catch this disease, they're dead. They're not, they're not going to survive. And that's the only way. That stupidity is the only way that any of this could be continuing as long as it has, correct? I think that's I think that's a big part of it, but I think there's something more to it as well. Uh, when I've been talking to friends uh, who have started coming back into you know life and started wanting to um, you know meet in in person again, I'll talk to them about the mask thing, and they say that they do it in order to um, just visually socially comply so that they don't have to deal with the people who might yell at you for not wearing a mask, oh, man. which I've, you know, I've experienced, I, I wear the mask when you're supposed to wear the mask. I don't wear so it do when I, I'm yeah. outside by myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why would I, I feel like that's a much more dangerous condition um, to wear a mask. If I'm, I'm biking, for example, at one point there were, city employees coming up to me as I was riding my bicycle, stopping me on my bicycle where I was already well away from them, trying to offer me a mask. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear a mask while I'm cycling by myself down a public greenway with no one around because I'm faster than them. Um, Yeah. The socially responsible thing to do when, when someone does that is punch them in the mouth. When someone comes up to you. <laughs> right. that that's what I I wish there'd be more of that that just somebody would knock the person out just one punch knock them out uh, and I guess since the, the age we're living in it would be okay male or female just punch uh, just knock just get out of my face or I'm going to punch right. you in the mouth how about that <laughs> yeah um, well you could try that my 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 interest would much more be on the lines of <laughs> oh you're not interested in that okay thank you have a good day you know yeah, can't we yeah. all just live our lives without uh, without being told what to do all the time. Well, um, how is this playing in New York? Um, are the media cheerleading this? I mean, the idea of the uh, of the um, the vaccine passport, the Excelsior Pass, whatever they end up end up calling it. Yeah, it's the Excelsior Pass. Um, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of media cheering it. I have been tracking the movement towards reopening of our cultural institutions. Um, like any big city, that is the bread and butter of this town. When people can't, when there's no tourism, we're in trouble. You know, when people, Broadway shows are still closed, which is, um, walking by all these dark Broadway theaters is, is just really heartbreaking, honestly. I know that they want to get open and they want to open any way that they can. I was tracking some of the indie theaters in the city, which are like the smaller off or off Broadway theaters and seeing how they were trying to get their um, theaters back open. And they're saying, would you come if you had to get a COVID negative COVID test first, would you come with socially distanced and masked and properly ventilated? And I'm saying, I, you know, I will come. I will wear the mask. If you want me to wear the mask, I will sit far away. If you want me to do that, that's fine. But I'm not going to, get a COVID test and then try and buy a ticket. <laughs> you know, like it seems like um, way too much hassle. And that is what they're doing at some ball games. I think I saw in Washington, that's Washington state. That's going to be the thing. Meanwhile, in Texas, you can go to any, you can go to a ball game. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to be received. I think at first, it, I think at first it, seems like people would be more on board with this thing than it turns out that they are 
And now that you have um, Governor DeSantis in Florida, Governor Abbott in Texas saying absolutely not, that they will not allow these things, whether it's from businesses or government, it's possible that the tide is starting to turn. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I don't think that, I don't think people want to be tracked. I think they would consent to it out of a desperation to engage in public life again. But I don't think anybody legitimately wants it. Um, um, I know that you're aware of the story. Did you tell me that uh, off the air, I think you told me that you did a story on Pastor Artur Pavlovsky's incident in, uh, in Canada? In Calgary, yeah. What a shocking situation that was. Yeah, so and I, I just had him on the show. And uh, I, I don't know if, if you were able to talk to him, but um, this guy should be, uh, this guy is, is already a hero to me, but this, the, the clergy uh, in North America needs to listen to what this guy says and follow him. And they should have done it 10 months ago. This guy's a superstar. Uh, what did you mm-hmm. find in, in, in doing the story? Um, I thought that it was pretty shocking to see police officers backing up other agencies that were telling you know, a church that they had to stop having a worship service on Easter weekend of all weekends, you know, the holiest, right. the holiest days of the Christian calendar. We've seen across the U.S., and it has not been greatly publicized, but we've seen across the U.S. pastors refusing to close their churches. But in Canada, it's been particularly bad. He's not the only pastor that has held services only to be shut down. There's another um, There's another church. My goodness, I wish I remembered exactly who it was, but there was another church, which I think was also in Alberta, in fact, that proceeded to have worship services, and the pastor of that church was repeatedly arrested. That's right. The charges yep. continue to be dropped. But they He's in jail. At least he was. Services. Yeah. yeah, he was in jail. They, you know, dropped the charges. He goes back to doing the same thing. They arrest him again. He's being represented, I think, by the um, Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, which is um, located in Alberta as well, I believe. But, yeah, I, when when the churches started to be shut down, when people were told that they were not allowed to worship, including situations where priests and pastors said, gather in the parking lot and I'll speak to you on a megaphone and you stay in your cars. And those people were getting told that they had to leave. Their license plates were being photographed. Liquor stores were open. Casinos were open in Michigan. There has been, it seems, a specific retaliation against uh, the Christian denominations for holding services. And I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's the kind of thing where it's like, um, you know, you Christians should just follow along. You should know better and just do what the government says as though Christianity is just this negligible religion, which is often how it feels in in U.S. media. Um, but I wonder about that. And I wonder that so many Christians just blindly accepted that it's okay for the government to tell them yep. when they can and cannot worship. Um, I find that I'm, rather I'm out of time, Libby, well. but I'm out of time, but I just will say that uh, what makes it really powerful coming from uh, Artur Pavlovsky is him saying it, when it with his thick Polish accent, talking about living in Poland uh, during uh, the Soviet uh, uh, in, uh, occupation mm-hmm. and also his relatives telling him about the Nazis. Uh, he he uh, knows yeah. what it's like when people say they're just following orders. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yep. Uh, hey. He must find that terrifying. We should certainly listen up. Yep. Hey, Libby, always good to have you on. Uh, good piece up there at uh, postmillennium.com. And uh, this is Libby Emmons, the um, senior editor there. Thanks, Libby. Thanks so much. Okay, we'll be right back. 
From executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings at SalemNow.com. Few moments bring you joy like opening your inbox after you've done your taxes, clicking the subject line, and reading that one email you've been waiting for so... What? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, your personal info, like your name or social security number, is all right there on your tax forms, possibly getting emailed and shared more than usual. And that could leave you exposed to identity thieves. Good thing LifeLock monitors your personal info, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and if you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock helps you keep what's yours. Join today and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART for 25% off at LifeLock.com. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So here we are in April. Uh, how many days? It's three, uh, 500 days? I don't know. 400 days after the 15-day um, flatten the curve routine that we heard back in March. This is really interesting. This is uh, something that someone put up on Twitter today. It's a headline from the Washington Post. It says, Trump says without evidence, every American will get coronavirus vaccine by April. Uh, It says, Trump says without evidence, every American will get uh, coronavirus vaccine. Experts say the president's latest timeline is nearly impossible to confirm since none of the vaccines in development have been proved effective or safe. That's what he was saying back a few months ago. And you you can see the tenor of that uh, headline by the uh, Washington Post. And then Brian Stelter of CNN at CNN.com, Biden will announce that every adult in the country will be eligible to be vaccinated by April 19th, according to an administration official. Original deadline was May 1st. The media have puked all over themselves, and they continue to do it, and they will keep doing it all the way until this COVID hysteria is over. And uh, I guess the show's over. I'm being told I'm out of time. So uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks uh, for listening, and we'll check you then. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.